my name is Jordan Gold. Today is the 19th, Monday, the 19th of February 2018, and this is not a podcast. Going to kick things off in a slightly different way today. I'm going to start with the ads. Today's episode show, cast, not a podcast, but cast, is brought to you by fentanyl. Fentanyl, also known as fentanyl, is an opioid used to treat pain medication and other forms of anesthesia. Rapid onset effects generally last less than an hour and available in several forms, including injection, skin patch, or straight into the eyeball, absorbed through tissue. Common side effects include nausea, constipation, sleeping, and confusion. Serious side effects may include decreased effort to breathe, respiratory depression, serotonin syndrome, low blood pressure, addiction, or death. But uh, recommended by the World Health Organization, Uh, on the list of essential medicines. So thanks to everyone at Fentanyl um, for their support and ongoing contributions. Politics and Brexit is still a thing. It's an ugly and protracted divorce that the United Kingdom seems to be going through with the rest of Europe. Um, It's hideously boring to anybody who's not actually, you know, involved in politics or public life. But suffice to say, it's the go-to default news story that the BBC or you know any sort of ITV Channel Four go to, you know, when in a news cycle reporting coverage, um, when they feasibly just don't have anything else <laughs> that they can put um, on the front page. Brexit's an easy read, um, and it's obviously guaranteed to get you get you some views. That's all, thankfully, that seems to be happening in politics at the moment. Um, So let's move on to culture. Um, And today's culture story is... (laughs) It's orcs, to say the least. It's painful. This one comes from from a rapper called um, Tom McDonald. Um, White guy, dreads. Um, And I'm not going to play it all because it is, suffice to say, it is really, really painful. But... uh, he seems to he seems to be riding this wave of uh, anti-social justice warrior sentiment in America, and seems to he's made a song. It's called White Boy, um, and it yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna let it speak for itself. But um, <clears throat> he's he's definitely got a got a victim complex. This guy. I cannot feel guilty for that I didn't do. But I can understand the reasons why you think that I should. Yeah, I'm white, but I never put your neck in no noose. And I never burnt a cross or hid my face with a hood. You can't just label me racist because I'm related to people who did some terrible way back before I was alive. My parents brought me up to treat everyone as an equal. I refuse to feel ashamed because of my pretty blue eyes. And not white supremacist. Anyone who labels me as that because of my family genetics. The hatred for cock... I just want to. I just want to stop this here. I don't think this is particularly. I mean, the guy's got flow, but it's already fucking cringed. It's so cringe, and it gets even more cringy. I just here comes the chorus. Pathetic. Go be proud that you're black, but don't hate me for some credit. I'm not the white devil, neo-Nazi cop trying to pull the trigger. You can call me what you want, but I'd still never say. The white race as a whole ain't the enemy. There's racist white people, but we're far from that collectively. White boy. Don't say that, white boy. Oh, you so bad, white boy. You wish you were black, white boy. Dear white boy. White boy, white boy. 
Okay, well, that's enough of that. Oh, fuck. It's just so... I mean, are white people that fucking sensitive? The white people... I get that it's a popular trope in popular culture now to kind of bag on white people. But we can take it. We're rich. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just this kind of semi-screamo... Uh, you know, I just... I hope that people of all races can come together and just cringe together about how fucking bad this is. But suffice to say, there's a trend right now in rap music um, of, you know, white rappers kind of victimizing themselves. Um, I, I, I don't know where it's come from, um, but I hope it stops. And I hope it stops soon. Sports and the Winter Olympics will literally never end. Um, it seems like it's just going to go all the way through summer. I can't get any sports stories outside of the fact that people are doing stuff up a mountain. Um, and it's, it's grating on me a bit, I'm not going to lie. One thing that did come out of the Winter Olympics, though, that is fucking funny, <laughs> is the story of Russian curler, I want to get this right, Alexander Krushnelitsky, <laughs> who is the subject of an ongoing anti-doping case. Which, by the way, I think is the one thing that the Winter Olympics actually fucking needs, is some steroids. Can you imagine skiing on steroids? Big, six foot, five, built like a brick shit house, literally whizzing down a slope at like 80 miles an hour. Um, so stay tuned for an update on that. Let's find out if he actually is um, <laughs> dosing, um, and indeed if anybody actually cares. <clears throat> I suspect not. In other sporting news, Conor McGregor um, has announced that there will be no Floyd Mayweather Jr. rematch after his uh, nail-biting fight last year where he got... Well, he got whooped, technically. But we all know that he really won. And he won because of the spirit and because of the sportsmanship and because he wasn't even fighting... In, in his own style, in his own arena. Um, and he stepped up to the plate and went fucking eight rounds or ten rounds or whatever it was with literally the greatest boxer of all time. Um, and it's just a testament to the fact that, like, the greatest fucking boxer of all time can get in the ring with a man who is who has nothing other than just psychopathy on his side. <laughs> and you can be that much of a fucking barbarian um, and last. You know, McGregor said he was happy that um, Mayweather um, was retiring and posted a post on his Instagram account congratulating him and saying that he understands. He understands why there won't be another fight. I'm sure both those guys could have benefited from another fight financially. Um, but, you know, there was there was a chance that Mayweather might have lost, especially if, if as was reputed, they got into the octagon rather than a boxing ring to go again. So that's your fucking news. There you go. Hope you're all newsed out. Conspiracy theories. And this one, today's one, is amazing. Because it's one of the few conspiracy theories that I actually have first-hand experience in. Like I've seen it a bit. Only a glimpse, but enough to, 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 enough to ask a few questions. Um, and enough to give it a little bit of credence, whereas before it might have been just purely speculation. <clears throat> this conspiracy theory is known as the Denver International Airport conspiracy theory. 
So Denver um, is the capital of Colorado, for those not in America. Um, actually, for those in America, I bet half of you don't even fucking know that. <laughs> um, and Denver is, um, like a lot of American sort of state capitals, kind of liberal, um, nice place to hang out, good nightlife, you know, interesting, if not small and inoffensive city in sort of the American Midwest. So the theory goes that Denver is actually the headquarters of a lot of old American secret societies, satanic groups, Masonic groups, um, groups that perpetuate the so-called New World Order, and that deep underneath Denver is a labyrinthine network of tunnels um, which connects to form a sort of sub-labyrinthian city and... That is where the Illuminati and the other bods what control the world run all government affairs. That's where Hollywood is orchestrated from. <laughs> that it all takes place below Denver International Airport. Um, there are a few things that lend, lend kind of uh, weight to this. One of them is that when inside Denver International Airport, there is a mural that's about half a mile long that runs from one end of the terminal to the other that depicts what can only be described as a kind of hellish future where children of all races um, stand around waving flags and covered in blood in some parts of it. Like, it's a fucking weird... It's, it looks like it was commissioned by Satan himself to hang in a kind of, like, demonic gallery. Um, and there are a few other things around the airport, signs, statues, things that make you think that, that this might actually be a portal to, you know, some... But outside of a few crazy blogs um, and anything on Alex Jones's Infowars, there isn't really much, you know, to support the Denver International Conspiracy Theory other than anecdotal evidence and rumours and hearsay. Myself, personally, I've been to Denver International Airport. And I will tell you this story in full uh, another time. But I actually got deported when I was in 2015 um, from the United States of America for overstaying my welcome. I went on, like, a three-month visa and stayed for like 18 months um, big fan of America like it a lot but when I got deported I was actually arrested and detained in an international customs and excise facility an ICE facility in Denver, Colorado um, and part of being detained was being taken down 40 flights in an elevator um, beneath the ground and then driven down an underground motorway tunnel um, sort of out and away from the airport and up um, to this facility but we managed to get the 20 miles or whatever it was under Denver from the airport to the facility without ever once going above ground which I found fucking interesting Denver International Airport conspiracy check it out um, that's it for the day fuck off I'll see you in a bit um, I might do another one of these later might not might do another one with Hader um, but yeah thanks um, this was brought to you by fentanyl and this is not a podcast